Hey you, thanks so much for joining me for the Purpose Feel Mommy with Minnie Marie podcast. So I'm an 80s baby. So you know Luther Vandross was always in the house. And according to my mom and my dad, I don't think I would have been here if it wasn't for Luther. With all that being said, one of the songs that he would belt out and would always play in my home was a house is not a home. So we're going to talk about the responsibility of that for us as mothers and as women with cultivating not a house, but a home. So I cannot wait for you to join me on today's episode. So thank you all so much for joining me for today's podcast. And I know that when I started off, I was talking about Luther Vandross. So being an 80s baby, you have to understand that it was all in me to kind of throw and talking about creating a home as far as with motherhood, with homemaking. I had to throw that Luther in there because if it wasn't for Luther, let's just be 100. A lot of us born in the 80s <laughs> probably wouldn't be here, <laughs> according to my mom and my dad. So I really want to talk about our role as women when it comes down to creating an atmosphere of love, warmth, safety, and just the beauty of our home beyond the aesthetics, especially when it comes down to creating a beautiful home from the inside out within the energy that we provide within our home. And we can talk about some of the other stuff later. A lot of us are addicted to the home cleaning videos and when we watch them, I, I tell I tell everyone I'm going to make one. I don't know quite how to do it, but I'm going to do it. <laughs> I got to figure out my camera angles. I think I get so busy with the kids and just trying to maintain my home to the point that when I think about like the setting up the camera and all of that other stuff, I'm like, ah, I can't. But I admire the women that do. I follow a lot of these women on Instagram. I have watched some of the videos. I'm definitely into the do-it-yourself type of home improvement videos. So those are some videos that I definitely want to kind of put out there because I've done a lot of work here at the house pretty much by myself. And I'm like, you know what? I can show some other women how to do this. But I digress because that's a whole different topic. But at the same time, it's all about creating that home. So I did a recent uh, blog post on Sunday. And usually with my Sunday reflection, I always tied into a biblical message and a scripture. However, on this particular last Sunday reflection, I talked about there's no place like home. So check out that blog post right now on my website, Purpose Filled Mommy with Minnie Marie. But I do want to talk about that in a spiritual aspect when it comes down to our role as women in creating a home. And if you have an opportunity, please check out Proverbs 31 and read that because I think it's a wonderful example when it comes down to how as women for us to take the responsibility that we have within our home seriously. And of course, you can find something to contradict that and feel like, okay, that's a perfectionist. No, don't take it on a perfectionist level. As soon as I researched and studied the Bible uh, chapter myself, there was this uh, image that came up that was like, stop trying to be the Proverbs 31 woman. 
But there are some virtues that are in that that we should definitely take when it comes down to using that as a modern mom, such as seeking wisdom, being honest and serving, being faithful, disciplined, virtuous, staying strong, seeking the Lord, being humble, staying diligent, living in stewardship and being able to apply self-control. So definitely read that yourself. The Proverbs 31, oftentimes we hear about the Proverbs 31 woman, but just study it yourself, you know, and see what you can grasp from that. I love this, um, this part myself, Proverbs 31, 25 through 26. She is closed in strength and dignity, and she lasts without fear of the future. When she speaks, her words are wise, and she gives instructions with kindness. Let's tie that into homemaking. So, Again, I love the videos when it comes down to the cleaning videos. I love the do-it-yourself videos of seeing women just doing their thing and taking care of their homes along with their husbands. And for some of us who don't have husbands and are single moms, seeing them take that initiative themselves to be like, you know what, I'm going to take care of my home. I feel like homemaking is something to be respected. That's why I have the utmost respect for stay-at-home moms. Not just because I was a former stay-at-home mom, but even prior to that, just knowing that the work that is put in to home management should definitely be so much more respected because it's a job. Let's just be 100. It's a job. And oftentimes we have found ourselves, if we kind of gave, or I will say passed the torch to our spouse or a guardian, you know, a grandparent or someone else just to watch the kids in case of an emergency or even a babysitter, just anything. And then we came back home and they were like, oh my gosh, how do you do this? Because it's hard. It's it's, it's hard. So definitely let's pay all respects to stay at home moms. Those of us who have been balancing work and, you know, schooling and still trying to manage the home. Let's give kudos to the working moms too, because they're balancing a lot as well. Sometimes, you know, when it comes down to the, I would say the differences between stay at home moms and working moms, we, that's a whole different topic within itself when it comes down to what we all have to do. But basically when it comes down to home management, that's a job we both have. Some of us have to do it full time. Some of us have to kind of make it work like I have to do as a mommy teacher. I don't say part time. I don't think you ever really get, even if you're a working mom, you regardless of being outside of the home, staying in the home. I just think just managing a home is something that is a 24 seven responsibility that as women, we need to respect each other and give each other a high five and say, girl, you did that. Okay. (laughs) So I remember growing up and just thinking about my dream home and what it was going to be. And I know when you hear that, you're like, okay, you probably thought about the color. Okay. I will admit. So when I wrote in the blog, I was like, well, I really didn't care about the size. And I'll be honest, I didn't. But I did want a pink house. It's just pink is my favorite color. <laughs> it was a beautiful pink house 
that was here in our city and we caught the bus growing up and we would always pass this house and my mom's favorite color is pink. So my brother was like, my oldest brother was like, mom, I'm going to buy this house for you. And I never forget my younger brother was like, I'm going to buy the house for you. And then when I was a little girl, I was like, I'm going to get that house for myself. <laughs> would you believe that house is now painted like a ugly, flat, dusty brown? <laughs> Just, I mean, that was the prettiest house on Riceboro Road because that's what we would be in Augusta. It was Riceboro Road. And I'm like, ah, someone bought and just took the essence of the pink away. But I digress. But that was my first, I guess, just thought of thinking about a home. And then I remember as a little girl, like playing house. I don't know if you guys can remember that, like, you know, playing with the... You know, well, I I did have my own room. The only reason I had my own room because I was the only girl. So that was my little, yay, I got this and you don't. So I would kind of play with my baby dolls. I would play with my little tea sets. And my grandmother was a custodian at the school. So, you know, I come from humble background. And she would sometimes uh, give me some of the things that they were actually going to throw away from the school. So she would give me like desk and I would play teacher. Ha, look at that. Ha. <laughs> I guess it was all set in stone. Right. But I would, I had these little tables and I just took so much pride in creating my little imaginary home. And then I can also recall making mud pies and pretending I would never bring the mud pies in the house. So let me just put that out there. No mud pies wherever in the house, but I would play with them in the yard and we would have these imaginary dinners with my little playmates. And then my little brother, I did try to make him eat the actual mud. Okay. Sue me. <laughs> he tortured me too, but <laughs> it was just that pride as a little girl and just like, I'm taking care of my home. I'm cooking. I'm taking care of my little baby doll family. It was just so cool. So when I became an adult, I just started thinking about that. I was like, what do I want my home to be like? Not a house, not a house. I remember when I was in high school, I think I was about a senior. My mom worked retail and she would start like picking up different things like dish sets and towels. And she would always say, okay, this is going to be for when you start a home. Okay. So just say this right here. And this is going to be for your apartment because you're going off to college and she'll say all that. Now I'll tell you this tea. So when I actually decided to leave and <laughs> to move out and uh, get my own apartment and I, I never stayed on a dorm, I had my own apartment and it was just a little one bedroom apartment, but that was like my little sanctuary. You couldn't tell me nothing. I could eat cereal anytime I wanted to. And the first thing I bought was, oh, what was the cereal? Oh gosh, it's the ones with the marshmallows. I can, Lucky Charms. I had a big bowl of Lucky Charms. But it was just funny because she bought all this stuff for me in preparation for me to leave. But when I actually left, she was so in her feelings. <laughs> And she was mad at me because I actually left. But later on, it became a place that she would join me for uh, dinners and we would have our little, like our little Sunday fellowship and different things like that. And in college, I would also have some of my friends, not like wild parties. So I'm sorry to tell you guys that, no, I did not have the wild college life, but I would cook dinner and I was like, 
I was I I would say almost like the the mother hen type of personality <laughs> of my peers in college, and it was just a place where everyone can come come over. It would be something hot cooking on the stove. A lot of my friends were away from home, so it was just a place to fellowship. So I learned at an early age the importance of a home, and not just the upkeep and management of it from what I learned from my grandmother and my mom, but also when it comes down to just letting it be also a feeling, a place of warmth, a place of safety. So that's what I want to talk about today as our role as women. We didn't have homemaking for long when I was in school. They kind of took homemaking out. So as far as with homemaking, I think I had maybe one year that I learned how to make biscuits and that was it. But the skills that I learned from my grandmother and my mom, and my mom was a single mom. Um, my dad passed away when I was young. So seeing her trying to balance working full time and caring for us, a lot of the weight kind of fell on me as a girl in trying to help manage the home. And then just seeing my grandma do things, but for the most part, I was the helper for everybody. So that also lets me know as women, for those of us who have daughters, I have three the importance of teaching our children, our daughters, how to take pride in their home, our sons as well. So we're not just going to skip over them too, but teaching them skills. And we can do that through chores. You know, since I started so young with taking care of the house, one of the things that I used to do was I found myself just doing everything because I was like, well, it won't be perfect if I didn't do it. And I had to kind of let that go and understand that I'm training my children that, you know, mom's not going to always be around. You guys are going to be on your own. You're going to be doing your own thing. And you guys are, you know, for my hopes, you know, you'll find a love of your life, get married or whatever you want to do. Not saying they have to get married, but I want you to also bring something in to bring something to the table because you represent me. (laughs) I don't want them to be like, oh, my gosh, you had no home training. (laughs) So. Just in that statement alone, home training is so important for us to understand that we are also teaching our children not only the educational skills and tools and social clues, but also let's take pride in teaching our children to take pride in their homes, you know, and giving them chores. You know, I have a daughter I've shared with you all that has autism. But I'll tell you this, when I buy groceries, and this is something that she just started to do herself, she'll pull out all the groceries out of the bag and she'll put them all on the table. And then I'm a shorty. I have to do a video to show you guys how short I am. <laughs> or just my counters are are very, my counters aren't even high, but the cabinets may be. So I have to stand on like a bench because even when I stand on like um, a little stoop, I still can't reach it. But my daughter will hand me the the little groceries so I can put in the cabinets and stuff like that. Or I'll put her up there so we can do it together as two, you know, some short people. But just seeing her, despite her disability, feel like, you know what, I'm helping out. And my, my oldest daughter shot me because I didn't show her this. Again, I was this controlling mom of like, I got this, man. Let me just go ahead and do it because I don't want them to, um, to mess it up. I can do it quick. But... I was like, you know what? It was one day, and you guys know if you follow the show that I have an issue sometimes when it comes down to laundry. (laughs) Trust me, I get it done. 
But sometimes I skip a day and it feels like it piles up on me. Sometimes, let me be honest. Okay, I skipped two two days or so. So it was one of those pile up days. And I was like, oh my gosh, there's no way I can do this. And I just told the girls, I was like, go upstairs. And I was like, sort out the clothes so that mommy can fold them. And when I came back from washing the dishes, I saw that not only did they sort out the clothes, but my oldest daughter and her twin, well, not her twin sister, but one of the twins had already folded the clothes and put them in in a section. It was almost like they were watching me the whole time. (laughs) So definitely I want to teach my children to be able to be homeowners and to own property. But just seeing how they were just taking that pride and just taking care of the home and trying to help mama out. I appreciate that. My son, he's definitely, I, I don't want to say this in a jokester way, but that's my trash man. But <laughs> he does help out. The, I mean, it was at one point I was running out of trash bags because he kept making sure <laughs> that he would take out that trash. He was so proud that he was big enough to sit back there, especially with him getting all his little football muscles now to, to pull out the trash. And we make sure we, we put him to work here. So it's just something to think about as far as with the diligence in training up our children to not only be homeowners, but to take pride in their home, in their space, and to help you out, mom, when it comes down to caring for the house and the home. And you know what? Let's throw the may don't let all that work be on you. It what what it what is it says? It says delegate. Delegate those those chores between everybody in the house. Everybody should be doing some. So let's be honest. When we talk about creating a home, oftentimes we do think about the interior decorating. I love those type of shows. In addition to that, we think about some of the needed repairs. Well, we try our best not to think about those needed repairs, <laughs> but at the same time, we know we have to get it done. So I have, when it when it comes down to our home, definitely switched out themes throughout the years. We've been here about 10 years. So I remember when I first started our little home and trying to put things together. I had a lot of rich colors like mahogany and burgundy. I had more of a safari theme. It was definitely more dark. Um, That was definitely my um, ex. He loved more of the rich colors. So I know I wanted us to kind of blend on that with having the rich colors because I know I could be very bright (laughs) and the art teacher come out. So we tried to have a blend when it came down to that. And I can tell you this, that believe it or not, and there's research on that, that different colors and themes that we actually use within our home brings out different moods and feelings. So definitely research that and then think about that when it comes down to your decor. So I began to switch up, you know, every couple of months, I would say, but I would still keep it darker. And around the holidays, I would kind of, throw in with the seasonal themes. If it was fall, it'll be a little bit more orange thrown in there. And if it was around Christmas time, it'll be more of a little red and a pop with the burgundy or something, you know, similar to that, but it definitely was darker, but I would definitely say in the last recent years, I started to brighten things up when it came down to the pillows. I love pillows. When I say I love pillows, if you come in here, you'll never run out of a pillow. So I love pillows. So I started lighting things up with some of the accessories and it changed the mood. It definitely changed the mood. Um, I took off the flat paint and I added, you know, and they, they call it, um, I guess what you would say, um, gloss 
have is simic loss in like high traffic areas they say different different types of paint you should use but when you have young kids in a house to me i'm like everything is high traffic so <laughs> see what paints work for you too if you find yourself like we did with flat paint constantly having to wipe up things and when it comes down to painting the room, I'm going to tell you this from trial and error and painting all downstairs, really research the different types of paint to go with different areas because it helps out a lot. And I think the, I definitely can say that the flat paint served its purpose, but I do like the semi-gloss and seeing how that did change things. And it just makes things a little bit more brighter downstairs. I didn't go that far different from the the actual color i just switched the type of paint i use so put all those things in consideration and let's talk about fixtures the worst thing you can do and this is this has happened to me where you kind of like oh i'll fix it later i'll fix it later i'll fix it later when it comes down to fixtures and appliances and things like that i don't know what happened but when we broke like year 10 it was like everything started to crash and break down and fall down <laughs> and i think it was always on this like last leg <laughs> but I just waited too far long to fix it so when I did have to fix it, I had to do everything all at one time so I'm just telling you guys just when it comes to saving money and if you all know that hey nobody in the house is a Mr. or Mrs. Fix It try to get things done right when you see those early signs it's just like when it comes down to marriage <laughs> friendship anything don't wait till it's on this last leg to say you know what let me fix this Right when you see it getting a little loose, that's when you start making sure that you take the time to invest in it. All right. So take pride into your home when it comes down to the uh, upkeep. And also when it comes down to being very mindful of the colors and the accessories and things that you want to do. I had some masks that were given to me when I had my African safari theme. And at the time I was young. I was like, oh, that's a pretty mask. That's a mask too. And I was putting things in the house. And I was like, wait a minute some of these masks had meaning <laughs> and they, again, they brought a different feeling. So pay attention to that. And I still have a beautiful African carving in my home. And it's a carving of, it's from Ghana and it's a mother carrying her, carrying her baby. Now I think that one may show up sometimes when I do my videos. I know I, sh I used it as a adult show and tell for our virtual book club but it's something that has meaning and feeling right now the theme in my home is definitely southern charm so i say southern charm because i'm like yeah that's pretty much me so it's a lot of rose colored um pinks i would say that not like bubblegum pink but like the rose colored pink and there are some other colors in there too like um silver periwinkle a little bit of aqua but it's i'm true to my my bright aesthetic <laughs> but at the same time it's it has a subtleness and i had to throw in some blue in there so my son wouldn't feel kind of awkward in the house with already three women and him being the only man right i won't say man but the young man in the house i had to throw in some blues and when he first came into the home he was like i like this and then when my nephew came over to visit he was like everything's looking nice in here so i was like okay the pink didn't run the guys away so again think about the colors think about all of that when it comes down to creating a home and some of the things that are not necessarily dealing with the de decorations and all of that is you want a home of warmth you should never have a home where it feels so sterile and stiff and people feel like 
you walking on eggshells. And that's, again, how we set the tone with the mood in our home, how we handle conflicts. All of that matters. All right. Um, we want a home full of forgiveness. Like when things happen that we can sit down as a family, and we have a spot and we can actually talk. One of the things that's so important for me is having that little table, that little rinkety table that was broken, one leg off and all of that, but fixing that table and having us all sit down and have fellowship together and sitting at the table. That was one of the things that I didn't have growing up was like everyone sitting at the table to eat dinner. So my children, they know dinner time, everyone sits at the table. So those are things that matter. Having those family meetings and discussions, not just meetings and discussions when there's tragedy, but having conversations of topics of different things when it comes down to even when we talk about like home emergencies. Like I don't I don't think that a lot of us sit down and say, OK, look, in case of a fire, you go this way, you go that way or case of uh, electric outing. This is where the following items are so we can all be on one accord but have those discussions have discussions when it comes down to dreams and goals a lot of us are home now because of COVID so we're not necessarily attending the actual church service as we used to do in person so having home bible study having a central place where this is where we meet so that's all important when it comes down to a home one of the things I never wanted in my home and it has nothing to do with perfection but I didn't want a house with a whole lot of yelling and cussing and fussing, not saying that you have to sweep things underneath the rug as couples, but have a place like, look, let's talk in the bedroom or something, just a place so that your children don't have to hear and, you know, feel that because all that matters in a home. I'm telling you that that tension and just just having that experience. I never wanted that for my kids. And not saying that that's a whole nother story when it can't when it comes down to marriage and family is being a divorced mom. But I'm definitely saying as best as you can have your home a place of peace. And I'm going to tell you this. And I used to do interviews when I used to do a talk show with Purpose Field Mommy. And it was Girl Talk with Purpose. And oftentimes I would do interviews here at my home. And I, I no longer uh, do those interviews at this particular time. But I started to think about that, about bringing people in my home, different people that you bring into your home, bring energy. It brings energy and you should be wise. You know, like I wouldn't interview like a psycho. I'm like, hey, come on in, (laughs) come in, serial killer. Let's talk about life. But what I am saying is this, when it comes down to your home, being very protective of it, when it comes down to dysfunction and like, again, that tension, if you know, like. When people come around, if they, if it just don't feel right or it's going to be some mess, look, there's no invite. You don't get to come to the cookout. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> and if speaking of the cookout, I, I have a, a joke, an inner joke with a good friend of mine. We talk about that. We'll say, yep, you get to come to the cookout. He said, many, you have me doing that now <laughs> when I'm working with the kids. When he sees a child and they have like a, just a beautiful spirit and just the vibes are good. And it's a joke. I'm like, you know, you get to come to the cookout. So when it comes down to the company that we keep, just being wise about who enters. And for those of us who have dysfunctional family members or toxic people that we cannot avoid, let's limit their stay. (laughs) So just think about all of that in creating a place of warmth, love, safety. Be sure to check those fire protectors. Be sure to, you know, 
when it comes down to safety, it's not just about, again, like I said, the fire alarms and protectors, but also just a safe place. It meant the world to me to have a loved one. And I'll leave on this note that I know that is a young person that's going through some things and um, we've always been close. And he gave me a call and said, hey, can I come home? And that was the first thing that um, thought because I'm not not his biological mom and he just wanted to come over and visit. And he stayed with me for a little while. But it was a reminder to me that home isn't just a place. It's a person. So when I think about home and we've moved a lot growing up, but one of the places that rings the biggest bell to me when I think about home is I think about I can almost tear up. But I think about when I stayed two houses down from my grandmother's. So let me be rich and famous. And they wanted to like find my childhood home, despite all the homes I lived in. It would be that particular neighborhood because it was a place that I always felt safe. I always felt welcomed. I always felt that there was always something for me to eat. And I never felt judged. So think about that when it comes down to creating a home. Hey you, thanks so much for joining me for today's podcast episode. It always feels like home when I'm connecting with you all through the podcast. Radio was definitely my background from back in the day in college, so connecting through this podcast means the world to me, and it's definitely a little bit more intimate. If you enjoyed today's podcast episode and you're listening on Anchor, click the star so this can be your favorite podcast and you can be in the know when there are new episodes. Along with that, check out the related blog post. There's no place like home at my website, PurposefieldMommyWithMinnieMarie.com. You can also follow me on YouTube where there's new videos weekly. All right, so don't miss that. And you can also check out my life's style blog with just many follow me at all your social media sites and may god bless you your home and your families you know what i'm gonna say i love you but god loves you more be blessed